as you've just tuned in, welcome to Breaking News. We've just gained word of a promotion coming over the air. Anthony, what is this promotion what? we got in the forecast? Well, the promotion that I'm seeing here, if you would look at this giant green street behind me, and as I point to imaginary numbers, we have an, we have a promotion coming from... Unfortunately, that is in Latin, and I cannot read Latin. Oh, we apologize. Uh, the the editor is coming in now. It is StitcherPremium.com. What is that, Anthony? We have the information uh, coming through now. Well, you see, Stitcher Premium is a website, uh, Stitcher, the premium version of that. Sorry, not Stitcher. Which allows you to listen to special content as well as ad-free. Uh, oh, really? So ad-free so I can go find any podcast I enjoy and I can listen to it without ads? Yes. Oh, my God. And what is the promotion that's running? Well, right now, if you go to stitcher.com slash you can get a free... Oh. Oh, we are getting another editor note. Oh, man, this is... Uh, I'm being told you're being fired. Uh, ah. <laughs> Anthony Burrito Man is now being fired. Um, and we're here to correct uh, what he just said, folks. It's actually stitcherpremium.com. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R premium.com. You go over there, use promo code ODDCAST, you get your first 30 days free on us. So, uh, a fun little thing there. Anthony, what are you going to do without your job? I'm going to go to Disneyland! Oh! (laughs) It's good to see. Good to see in the industry. You all have a wonderful day! You've just tuned into an old cast. You are not prepared! The robots are taking overs. You could say they could have done something like that. Sure, do the beat. Alright, I had a thing here and I totally forgot it. Man, I'm all fucked up in the head. No! Decided that he was sick of his ordinary life. I told her, <laughs> I said, I smoke, I drink Red Bull, I drive a truck. And by God, I joined the army when I was 18, and they just hiss at me. feel terrible for him. And now, onward with the Oddcast. Oh, welcome to What an Oddcast. I'm Jeremy I'm followed with me as always, Mr. Anthony Denny. Hello! Yeah, he's here. I Locked am... in his house, but he's here. Yeah, I am, yeah. Oh, baby! You know, I was talking to my supervisor today, <laughs> just about the whole situation, because we had a, a one-on-one. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, you know, it'll be great to see you back in the office, you know, in April. And he, and he laughed and said, eh, think more towards May. I'm like, no. Yeah, because you know, uh, as much to my dismay, Michigan went into a statewide lockdown like California did. So, Ooh, accidentally just punched my mic. Uh, fun times all around the country right now. So if you're, uh, you know, out there, uh, you know, wash your hands, stay safe. Just, uh, you know, not a whole lot you can do other than just stay safe at the moment. So we're hoping you're staying safe. More safe than the person we're going to talk about today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so today we're talking the controversy of uh, A Death in the Family, which was a story, a Batman story that uh, received a lot of backlash. A lot of backlash. <laughs> Why would it receive a lot of backlash, though, Jared? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because they straight up murdered a character that was a core essential character, but nobody liked him. But it still received backlash from people because, I mean, they just straight up murdered a kid. 
Um, wow. You know, maybe that's why. I don't know. Maybe that's why. Oh, okay. You see just, how just I got thought. in there before you said it? Yeah, I did. <clears throat> so let's get into this, shall we? Let's. So this whole thing happened in 1988. So just right off the bat, this was in the what they call the modern age of comics. Before this, comics weren't allowed to do anything that was, uh, how should we say, risque? You know, the comic code. Yeah, the the modern, what they call the modern age started in, uh, I believe, about nine, uh, 76 or 77. Before that, you weren't allowed to have anything at all that was risky. Uh, I think one of the things an, I know uh, from Hart is, you know, heroes couldn't kill any villains. Villains had to be victims of their own devices. Uh, like the Joker at that time, he was more of a, he was a, a playful prankster. He, uh, you know, robbed banks, but didn't hurt anybody and was like the comical chatty teeth and things like that. He didn't do anything super dangerous. Uh, and then things kind of changed. Uh, What's which, that you know, on your shirt, Batman? Ah, oh, man, you look down. <laughs> ah, damn you. <laughs> Foiled again at my bat nipples. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, but you know, at this point, uh, comics were doing things a bit darker. There were deaths, there were murder, there was a whole bunch of stuff going on. But in 1988, there was a specific comic story that happened uh, that, uh, well, we're going to get into it, that caused quite a bit of controversy for DC. Uh, so the creators of this, uh, of A Death in the Family, you had writer John, uh, John uh, blah, 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 blah. sorry, Jim Mamoli. <laughs> so we had writer Jim Starlin, penciler Jim Aparo, inker Mike DiCarlo, letterer John Costanza, colorist Adrian, uh, Adrian uh, I want to say Adriane, I want to say Adriane, uh, Adriane Roy, it, the, the name's a little weird, so bear with me there, uh, okay. editor Dennis O'Neill, cover artist Mike Magnola, and all this took place in Batman's uh, Batman Comics number 14, 426 through 429 in 1988. Nice. Yeah, 420. Right? <laughs> right? You know, right, 420, right? the month where we're all going to be stuck at home. Nice. Yeah, again, stay safe. Can't can't clarify <laughs> this enough. <laughs> Lock your grandparents in the basement and just throw hand sanitizer on them uh, a lot. Uh, so, moving on. So... Uh, to to get into the basis of this, uh, the Robin that they had in Batman was Dick Grayson. You know, the Flying Graysons, who's a, 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 in a circus, and you know his family gets murdered, Batman takes him in. Everyone loves Dick. Yes, uh, but in 1983, are, are uh, you Dick Grayson... I'm not going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> I'm not going to... I'm not going to dignify that response, Anthony. <laughs> Don't make me reset you. So, <laughs> in 1983, Dick Grayson gets older and he ends up leaving. Uh, it it kind of came to a, a, a how do we put that? Uh, a stalemate between him and Batman. Uh, you know, he'd gotten to a teenager point, and he's like, you know, Hormones. it's great being a sidekick and all, but uh, I kind of want to do my own thing, and I feel like you're holding me back, bats. So he goes off on his own. Uh, eventually, if you know comics, Dick Grayson became Nightwing. He kind of went off and did his own thing to be his own Batman. Yeah, also joined uh, the Teen Titans, Bloodhaven. <clears throat> exactly. Uh, but in this time, we end up getting introduced to a new Robin named Jason Todd. And Ooh. he becomes our new Robin. 
And I'm sure everyone immediately loved that their old Robin was replaced with a new one. Actually, yes. Uh, people uh, initially liked Jason Todd because he was almost exactly like Dick Grayson. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of difference between the two. He was a very liberal-headed kid. He was smart. He did what he was told. You know, it worked out great. It was like having Dick back, but without him actually being there. So people were really on board with it. They're like, great, Batman has a new Robin. Nothing's really changed, yada, yada. But uh, let's be honest, it's a comic, uh, so comics tend to fuck that up. <laughs> yep, bad. You mean multiple people writing over multiple things over multiple years won't have the same idea? Hey, you know what happens. Uh, so basically what happened was... Uh, in the story arc of the DC Universe, Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, they completely change Jason Todd. Like, they change him entirely into a different character. So he goes from being this level-headed kid who, like, everyone's on board with him. Like, oh, he's like Dick Grayson. And, like, it's great. Yeah, well, they fucking change that. Uh, over the course of all that, he becomes a impulsive and careless character. And everyone immediately starts to fucking hate him. And... Take into account, this was two years after the character came out. Because all this took place in 85 to 86, and they just changed the character. They're like, oh, he's a really level-headed and listens to commands and works well with Batman? Yeah, I'm not really digging that, dog. So let's make him impulsive, careless, and a little dickhead. And everyone immediately fucking hated him. They're like, what Dude, the I fuck is this? <laughs> fucking love that. Sign me up. Yeah, so uh, everyone uh, hated Jason Todd at that point. Like, everyone was really sick of him. There were a lot of complaints coming in. So then we jump ahead another two years. We get to 1988. And again, fans absolutely fucking hate how they changed, uh, changed Jason Todd. They hate his bad attitude. They hate his naive and carelessness. So <laughs> Jim Starlin and Dennis O'Neill are doing the comics uh, for Batman. And uh, they end up sitting down and having a little chat. Uh, which uh, didn't take long for them to come to the conclusion of, uh, why don't we just fucking kill him and replace him? Like, people fucking hate him. Like, they absolutely hate this character, so we, we just need to get rid of him. And uh, while they're on an editorial retreat, O'Neill recalls in 1982 on SNL, Eddie Murphy had given a call out to fans to call into SNL and vote if he should boil Larry the Lobster live on SNL. And O'Neill's like, you know... He did, like, a fan thing of, like, what do the fans want? You know, I don't think that's a bad idea. So, what do you think he does, Anthony? Well, he, uh, he has to open up an internet poll. Yeah, he opens up an internet poll before internet was a thing. <laughs> well, of course. He's a man of his, he's a, he's a futurist. He knows what the future is going to be. He's like, I'm going to open up this internet thing now and make billions yeah, he he devised a series of carrier pigeons, all with the with a note of should he live or die, and he sent the carrier pigeons all over the world, and they and, waited for them to come back. And they were all connected by a string, which he called the net. So they were interconnected by the net. <laughs> so it was an internet. <laughs> yes, that is Anthony. How did you know? How did you know? Did you do research? Yeah, totally. I can tell, because that's exactly what happened. And uh, they got it back, and then everything was fine, and they changed the character, and everyone lived happily ever after. Well, thank you all for coming to this episode. Yeah, it turns uh, out you after know... you're beaten mercilessly with a crowbar, <laughs> that changes back your personality. Oh, wait, what? They didn't just change the character? They actually, like, did something terrible? What? No, there's no way that happened on an episode, once again, about controversy. There's no way. Get out of here. 
Get out what? of here. No. What? No. I would never rob from you. <laughs> so yeah, they bring uh they bring the idea up to publish uh to then publisher Jeanette Kahn. Uh, who liked the idea? She's like, you know what? That's actually not a bad idea. Like, that'll get the fans more involved. Give them, like, a say in what's going to happen with the comic that they're enjoying. You know, because it's fucking Batman, and a shit ton of people read Batman. So, yeah, why not? Why don't we go that route? <clears throat> and I quote O'Neill here. We didn't want to waste time on anything. Mina, you know, uh, whether Firestorm's boots should be red or yellow, eh, it's a bunch of bullshit. So instead, we wanted to be something important. Life or death stuff. So then I loaded the gun with three bullets, and I told everyone, now you're going to get two clicks. (laughs) Last man standing runs everything. (laughs) Okay, that last bit didn't actually happen. That was obviously improvised. I I didn't know if you were bullshitting or not. (laughs) Oh, yes, Anthony, they played Russian roulette. That's the controversy. (laughs) It was the 70s. Everyone was high up their ass. Anyway... So, on the back issue of 427, they showed Batman carrying Robin with the caption, Will Robin die of his wounds? Because Joker wants revenge. You can save him by calling the one of these numbers. And the numbers they gave out were 1-800, or sorry, 1-900-720-2660 to let Robin live, or you could call one 900 720 666. The number of the beast! Nice! Uh, <laughs> exactly, which would be to let Robin die. Uh, now, you may be asking yourself, but how did they even get to that point? What happened? I'm glad you asked. You know, I'm not even going to try. Ah, uh, damn it. <laughs> I, I don't want to give you that I was waiting for you. <laughs> I was waiting. Uh, so basically, the, the storyline that they were going on, uh, Jason Todd didn't know... Uh, Comes to find out that the person who was his, who was quote unquote his mother, uh, I use air quotations, uh, he finds out that's not his real mother. So Jason Todd goes off on this whole thing and tells Batman, like, I want to find my real mom. So they're like, okay, you know, we can, you know, let's help you figure out who your mom is. Uh, and he ends up finding out that his mother is Sheila Haywood. Uh, and he Ooh. finds out that Sheila, yes, and he finds out that she's with, uh, what do you call that? Uh, Oh god, I'm drawing a blank on it. It's uh, Salvation Army. I want right. They're the ones yeah. that go around the world and help people. Yeah, yeah. Is that Salvation the... Army or Red Cross? Also, Red Peace Cross. Corps. Peace, Peace Corps. Corps. Peace Corps. Peace Corps. That thing. Sorry, I, I was that, yeah, mixing Corps. names. Yeah, yeah. She's with the Peace Corps, and they're off in uh, the Middle East. They're helping these little low-income villages and helping people. Uh, that's where they end up tracking it down. Batman runs a DNA test. Like, hey, I want you to know, Jason. It's your mom. It's your mom. What? Yeah, just, it's your mom. Oh, wow. Can I meet her? Well, you already did. I want you to spend some time with your mom. So, he does. Jason Todd stays there, and he spends time with his mom, uh, Miss Haywood there. Uh, you know, you know, come to find out Joker's also in the Middle East and he's doing he has his own thing going on. Uh so Joker ends up finding out that Haywood is Jason Todd's mom. So what does he do, Anthony? What do you think he could possibly do in that situation with that information? Um murder her and kidnap Jason. Close. 
Very close. Uh, he kidnaps both Haywood and Jason Todd, uh, where he proceeds to beat the living shit out of Jason with a crowbar, uh, which if you follow us on Instagram, the odd jokey pants, I put the like the comic bit of uh, him bashing him with a crowbar. That was the actual panel. Oh, yeah. He bashes him with a crowbar, ties him up, and interrogates both of them just because he fucking can. He's a a fucking maniac. So he just tortures the hell out of them, leaves them in a warehouse, and puts a bomb in it, and he tells Batman that if he wants to save them, he has to go to the warehouse and blah, blah, blah. So Batman does. And uh, Batman does not make it, and the warehouse blows up at the end of that comic. And then they bring out the poll of, hey, do you want Robin to live or do you want him to die? Like, you could let him live. You know, we could easily write it to Batman saves him. Or he'll just die. Like, you know, we're going to leave this up to you. So that vote goes out. And uh, before we get to the numbers of the vote, the ending to that whole fucking arc, when all said and done, uh, Batman ends up tracking down Joker to the UN. And then he finds out that uh, Joker was working for the UN under a pseudonym, whatever. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Joe Carr. Yeah, and he was supposed to be, like, a spokesman person for Lebanon and help them. And uh, Joker had actually been secretly making his Joker toxin, which you find out that's why he kidnapped Haywood, if she knew where some chemicals were for a biological weapon shit. Uh, So after he gets the information, he blows the warehouse up, and he releases the toxin into the UN when they're having the vote of what to do. And Batman saves everyone. Yay. Uh, but he goes to kill Joker, and Superman stops him. Like, you can't do that. You can't do that, Batman, because Joker's actually, like, this, like, person who's supposed to be talking for the Middle East. And I know he fucked up. I know he fucked up, dog. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, Joker tries to get away after the gas incident, and Batman, obviously, you know, beating him up in the thing. They get shot at. Helicopter crashes. Superman saves Batman, and Joker's nowhere to be found, presumed dead. That's how that all ended. But let's get into, uh, now we're about to get into the controversial part of uh, what led Batman to track him down to the UN in the first place. So you see, Joker said a very bad word that we can't repeat here without being canceled. Cunt! (laughs) (laughs) You call Batman a cunt. Anyway, so the two numbers there, obviously people called in. And the numbers got very active, uh, and they put the numbers, uh, you know, they turned the numbers on for voting uh, September 15th at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until September 16th at 8 p.m. And everyone that called in, you had, you, it was 50 cents per vote, So and all these people called in. And there were approximately 10,614 votes for this. Wow. Yeah. So all these people put in their vote, and the results, uh, yeah, it was a really close fucking vote, believe it or not. Uh, it was only 72 votes split. 5,343 votes for him to fucking die, <laughs> and 5,271 votes for him to survive. Which is a lot closer than you think it would be. Yeah, it was it was a really close one, and O'Neill even voted uh, said that he actually voted in Jason Todd's favor uh, because he feared backlash over if they fucking killed Robin, uh, but also he felt that Batman was incomplete without a Robin, so he didn't really want to kill Robin. He was kind of hoping people would vote for him to live, uh, and then you know they could kind of work on his character. Maybe that was a traumatizing event like Batman, and they could work on it. 
Uh, but unfortunately, everyone voted for him to fucking die. So, <laughs> so that's not what happened. They're like, uh, I can just imagine the writing room like, guys, we fucked up. Yeah, so the vote comes in. So that last issue comes out and... It's the iconic image of Batman walking out of the destroy, walking out from the rubble of the building with Robin battered, beaten, and bloody in his arms. Robin is dead. Uh, they hold a funeral for him, and you know everybody comes over, and everyone's sad. Jason Todd is no more, and uh, then the whole thing with Batman chasing him down happens, and Superman telling him he's at the UN, and then the Joker talks, and all that shit we just talked about happens. Don't do it, Batman. He will be, be. He will bring peace between Israel and Palestine. You're fucking kidding. Are you fucking kidding? No, for We're some reason. We're talking about a psychopath. For some reason, he's the one who's uh all right with that. People are okay with this. If I could uh, kick you in the nuts without hurting myself, I would do it. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah, I mean, I could jump when you do it if it makes you feel any better, so you don't break your foot. Fuck you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, uh, so yeah, that's how that all transpired. Is it was it was a fan vote. They literally put it to a fucking vote if Robin should live or die. And obviously, people voted for him to die because we're all we're all sick fucks. Yeah, we're, we're all sick fucks. We're assholes. Like, oh, this teenage kid could just fucking die. Oh, hell yeah, vote yes, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's glad to know that people have always been assholes. Oh, yeah, everyone just immediately voted for for poor Jason Todd to die. Uh, And that's exactly what happened. He fucking died, which had a rippling effect on Batman for years to come. Uh, you know, they, and it's referenced in a lot of places, like a lot of Batman cop, uh, comics reference it, uh, the shitty and terrible Batman versus Superman also referenced it with a bat suit that has Joker's writing all over it. Uh, you Why know, did you which, say that name? <clears throat> yeah, you know, and that's something where like, I got pissed off in that movie when they did that. Cause it's just like, it's a jump in time to old Batman and they just hint at Jason Todd getting murdered. But there was, like, no plan of ever doing a movie to lead up to explain that iconic comic moment or anything. It's just, like, a passing by, like, oh, I can't believe the kid's dead. And uh, people who don't know comics have no fucking idea what that was supposed to be. Jared, I want you, when you when we're done with this, uh, look up Batman Does Not Kill by High Top Films. It's a really good video. <clears throat> and it talks about how the Martha scene would have worked if... Uh, Batman didn't fucking kill in that movie. Hey, Sam. Hey, Baron. Is there is there a podcast out there where I can find out about flying sex chairs or animatronic pizza bands? Uh, no. I don't think I don't think there is. Are you talking about Infocast Five Thousand? <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> the, the newest podcast. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Are you talking about it? <laughs> I can't fucking do this. I quit. Are you talking about Infocast 5000? The, the newest podcast sensation sweeping the hearts and minds of people everywhere? No, I never heard of it. What do we do on Infocast <laughs> 5000? Well, Sam? if we if we did have a podcast, I imagine every week we'd 
probably talk about something familiar to us and to the listener and try to get into its history and and maybe some of the fun stories behind how they came to be but i i for the life of me i can't think of a podcast that does that whoa that sounds awesome crack open crack open a cold one and point your magic computer phone to the nearest podcast player and we'll be there ready to embrace you with a history you never knew you wanted Again, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's Infocast 5000. Look us up on iTunes. We got Spotify. We got Stitcher. We got all kinds of stuff that I can't memorize right now. But a lot, we're, we're everywhere. We are everywhere. Sounds pretty cool. I wish something like that was around. It is. What is it called? Infocast 5000. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's Great. the end of our trailer. Bye. You know what? Fuck, fuck that movie. But that's not fuck what we're talking Zack about Snyder. today. <laughs> he had good works. It just DC put too much on his plate all at once. But that's a topic for another time. So obviously, um, you know, as I said, the 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 killing off Robin did not sit well with everybody. You know, at its coming out, probably uh, especially not the... Robin. <laughs> oh, definitely not Jason Todd. So the newspapers at the time of that release, seeing that Robin got just brutally fucking beaten with a crowbar and then blown the fuck up. A group of comic book artists and writers has succeeded in doing what the fiendish minds of the century have failed to accomplish. Frank Miller, who wrote the Dark Knight Returns series in 1986, said, the toll-free number was the most cynical thing DC has ever done. Wow, won't he learn to eat his fucking words? <laughs> well, and that's uh, that's the thing. In recent years, fans have agreed that the death was absolutely fucking needed for Todd because he was absolutely 100% poorly developed and compared to Grayson, or even the even the Robin that came after him, he was a very poorly Tim developed Drake. character. Yes, uh, because after a death in the family, Marv Wolfman and George Perez wrote A Lonely Place of Dying, which introduced the next Robin, which was Tim Drake. But the death in the family story was ultimately a Batman universe game changer. Uh, because, I mean, Joker hadn't ever killed a core member of the family before. Like, he had, he had never gone that far. Uh, he had always only ever been, like, a reporter or people standing by that he'd, like, poisoned with his gas and Batman had to stop him. Uh, but this was the first time the Joker crossed that line and actually killed someone that was a part of the Bat family. Um, and as I said, it had long-lasting effects going forward. Like, Batman knew that Joker was how extremely, you know, unpredictable Joker actually was. And it kind of led the way to things that would happen later in the comics. Because uh, let's just be honest... Uh, the, the Robins don't have the best track because, like, after killing Jason Todd, like, that's just become the trope thing of, uh, they just murder Robins. <laughs> like, that that's just the thing now. Let's all be honest here. Well, uh, I mean, they murdered no his to... son, Damian Drake, at one point. Uh, there was a girl, Robin, and uh, she got raped and murdered. So it just seems to be a trope now. They just I kill mean, Robin. They can't kill Batman. They'll never fucking kill Batman. So uh, they no, well, no, they have killed Batman. Men. And what happened to him? I mean, he got brought back in a, yeah. a revival of the series. Remember but... when the remember when Wolverine died? It's like it's the death of Wolverine, and now he's back again. 
yeah, but that's all confusing, and I don't fully understand what the fuck they did with that. So, I, you know, I just don't want to get into it. Um, <clears throat> but, of course, uh, I mean, if you are a comic fan, or even if you're not, you've probably heard of the character that Jason Todd later would return as, uh, which is Red Hood. Oh, the Arkham Knight. Fuck yourself. <laughs> so he returns as Red Hood, uh, and he returns, uh, he gets better appreciation as an anti-hero opposite of Batman. People actually like Red Hood because he's, you know, a developed fucking character, and he's not just this, like, fucking kid sidekick that they keep flip-flopping on how he's gonna be and not actually determine a backstory for him. Um, which, with that, Anthony, uh, you wanted to bring this up. Uh, there was an animated uh, movie done called Under the Red Hood. As much as I do really like that, uh, it does it does uh, it does change that overall story. And you know what? I gotta say, for the better, I, I prefer this uh, origin. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I prefer this origin. To, uh, I like the <laughs> Rachel Ghoul resurrecting him. In yeah. So the in the movie Under. Uh, yeah, in the movie Under the Red Hood, what they do is after all that happens, <clears throat> which, by the way, the Joker scene that they did for that was just very intense. Uh, because when he's beating him with a crowbar, he uh, smacks him, and it's like, yeah, tell you what, let me ask you something. Which hurts better? Overhand? Underhand? Overhand? Underhand? And fucking props to Joe DiMaggio, or John DiMaggio. Yeah, John. Fucking... Bender for doing that. Yeah, he did. He voiced Joker in that one. Um, but yeah, and then Rachel Gould brings him back because he feels that, you know, he knows Batman can't forgive himself for letting Robin die, so he brings him back. Uh, but it's in the fucking Lazarus Pit, and in the comics, that makes you fucking crazy as shit the more you use it. So he comes back, and he becomes Red Hood, and goes on a murder spree for everyone, and then eventually tries to kill Batman. Um... Yeah, so Anthony, why don't you tell the people what happened in the comics that he got brought back as Red Hood? Well, um, Superboy Prime, uh, who is Superman technically, but not at the same time, comics, um, he punches the multiverse so hard that it brings Jason Todd back to life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's literally Superboy Prime comes down. It is, it is just the funniest shit that they did. Because he comes down and he sees like the heroes are in like court and they're all fighting with each other over dumb shit and he's he just gets tired of it. He's like, oh, no, heroes are supposed to be. And he punches the universe. Like they literally show him punch what looks like a basically a TV screen and shatter it and it reboots the universe entirely and Jason Todd gets brought back to fucking life. But Jared, question: Why the red hood? Well, <clears throat> see, they did the same thing that they did for Hawkeye uh, when Scarlet Witch killed him off. Uh, they just gave him an identity of a character that could be anybody at any given point, and it doesn't matter. Um, if you saw if you saw Avengers Endgame, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, the Ronin thing that Hawkeye does. Or like uh, that's what they uh, five minutes. Hey, you know, um, that's what they did for him in the comics, bringing him back after Scarlet Witch killed him. Uh, Doctor Strange basically finds him in the universe he was put in and brings him back, and he's like, "Here's this thing called the Ronin," 
and anybody can be Ronan. His identity is never revealed, and you could just be him and get back with everyone. And just don't tell him you're back, because it would just they wouldn't be able to handle that reality. Um, and they did the same thing for Jason Todd. After that happened, he picks up the Red Hood mantle, which typically is like, uh, how do I put this? There's a Joker origin that uses it. Um, they he was uh, kind of. It's the Killing Joke origin, which is that he was a struggling comic who gets bad with the mob, and the mob makes him rob a bank, goes terribly fucking wrong, because Batman shows up, uh, and then he falls on the acid and he becomes Joker with the Red Hood outfit. Uh, but Jason Todd picks up the Red Hood identity, and he kind of comes back to be the anti-hero, kind of, he, basically Punisher. He's basically Punisher with Batman skills. Let's yeah. be realistic here. He's Batman with guns. Yes. He's the uh, super edgy... Cooler than thou, Red Hood. Which I mean, Red Hood design is fucking awesome. Especially Oh in, yes, uh, like don't get me wrong, I like Red Hood. Like I really do. I think he's a really cool character, uh, and it's way better than what they had done for Jason Todd when he was Robin. Does it suck ass that it took them that long to figure that out? Yeah, it does, but I mean at least he's had a redemption since his terrible fucking comic uh early days. Do you wanna know my uh, favorite design of the Red Hood? What would that be? Arkham Knight. I love the D- the DLC where it is him with like he's got the he's got the mask on and the actual jacket. So that, that I like that look. That's a pretty good look. See, that's the one that he's most known for in comics. Like like the silk red face. Fucking love that yep. shit. Uh, but yeah, so he's he's been back now. Uh, he's been Red Hood for a while. Uh, I believe he's doing a series right now, if I remember correctly. There's like Red Hood and Red Hood and something, and I'm drawing a blank. I forgot to write it down, but I know there's one going on now where it's Red Hood running his own little group of anti-hero kind of people, and they go do their own thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Jason Todd in the beginning, he was uh, he, everyone absolutely fucking hated him, and I can like I have some of the a Death in the Family series, and he's very much a very arrogant kid. Yeah, and you uh, actually, if I'm remembering correctly, you have the one where he dies. I do, I do actually have it in my collection and a little protective case there, just because you know, gotta preserve it. Uh, yeah, I have like one or two issues out of that run. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, he was a very arrogant kid. He just didn't listen, kind of did whatever the hell he wanted, uh, which is completely polar opposite of Dick Grayson. Cause like Dick Grayson was very disciplined after you know, being in the circus and whatnot. Like he'd learned about having to follow strict guidelines and things to be like the acrobatics that he was doing. So when he got in with Batman, it was very easy for him to fall in line of like, okay, there's a set rule of guidelines to keep me safe. Uh, and at first, Jason Todd was the same way, even though he was this rapscallion kid that Batman finds <clears throat> and tries to like give him a redemption instead of being a criminal, like, hey, come with me and you can be a hero. Uh, he starts off like Grayson, you know, he follows the rules, he stays out of trouble, he really works really well with Batman, and then they change him into this arrogant little fucking douchebag that everyone hated, and then they ultimately just fucking blew him up. Um... It's hey, a Jared, fun I gotta, story, I right? Question. What's that? Why does Robin wear red and yellow? Because he's a Robin? No, so Batman doesn't get shot. Ha <laughs> ha. 
<laughs> That's uh, terrible parenting, Bruce Wayne. It's terrible parenting. You make you make the kid get all the bullets. What kind of fucking person are you? That's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> A psychic who died and then came back to be an anti-hero reminds me of a different comic. Oh, and what's that? Uh, the Winter Soldier from Bucky Barnes. Hey, yeah, you know, it's it's an ongoing trope, but hey, you know, at least he wasn't an absolutely fucking hated character like Todd, which I think that's what makes this so iconic in a way. It's just like, he started off with such promise and everyone loved him, and then DC, for whatever reason, let people change him into an absolute fucking douchebag. Um, <clears throat> which, as I had said before, they've killed other Robins since. Like I said there was uh, the female Robin that they had at one point. She didn't last very long. She got in bad. Uh, if I remember correctly, she had like originally had a, a bad deal go wrong with Black Mask, and that eventually caught up with her. Um, and that one took a really fucking dark turn because they just straight up are like, "Yeah, no, they raped her and then shot her in the head." And it's like, "Oh, well, <laughs> that's uh." Well, then. <clears throat> That's really rough right there. Like, Jesus. Yeah, so she didn't last very long. Um, <clears throat> I know that recently we had uh, uh, Batman's son, Damien, as as Robin. Um, they, ha- they have brought him back because, you know, that's the comic thing. But uh, he also got killed off by the villains uh, because there was a group of villains that, like, captured him and then murdered him. And uh, that one was pissed off. That one didn't just piss off fans. That one pissed off DC themselves. Because, and I actually have the comic series that happened before that. uh, They did a series called Death of the Family. And that one didn't actually have a death. But that one was uh, Joker had cut off his face uh, to escape Gotham. It was a deal that he had made with, I believe, Puppet Master. It was if he cut off his face and left the city, then they wouldn't murder him. So Joker did that, and then eventually he came back. Uh, at which point he went through the GCPD and either murdered or hospitalized everyone there and took his face back and Joker strapped it back on. Do. Yeah, and that's when you get the strapped on Joker face. It's just a fucking straight nightmare fuel. Um, and in that one, Damien doesn't think Joker is a serious threat, but obviously Batman's like, no, you don't understand. Like, he straight up murdered, like, my la- my uh, my other Robin. Like, brutally fucking murdered him. Uh, but Damien doesn't see it as a threat, and then they have a really cool scene where he's hanging upside down in a room uh, with his face right side up. So it freaks him the fuck out and makes Damien realize that he's just not right in the head. Uh, but they didn't. he didn't actually kill anyone. Um, and they were totally fine with that. And then the series that happened immediately after, they the people writing it killed Damien, and DC got pissed. Because <laughs> they were like, we didn't want him to die. Like, that was a Robin we wanted to keep, damn it. Yeah, I, I think eventually they brought him back. They did. Uh, if I remember correctly, they're doing uh, Damien and Superboy around. They have, like, their own little adventures. Or they did anyway, and people were really liking that. Uh, it's hard to keep track because uh, currently DC is looking at being sold to Marvel uh, because DC just for whatever reason thinks that they're not doing well enough and they just said they're saying fuck it and they're looking at selling out um so you know we'll see what happens there <clears throat> dude give me my fucking scene of Wonder Woman beating the shit out of someone with Mjolnir that's all I want <laughs> 
Um, but that's uh, that's the controversy that happened with that. It was because uh, you have to think like this is before comics did anything super super dark. Um, and they killed off Jason Todd in the way that they did, and uh, people were uh, very shocked. Uh, and then uh, because right after this, you got into the '90s, and things got weird, but there were also a lot of very graphic things that started to happen in comics. God, do you know about Doctor? And Light? that kind that sparked it off. Wait, what? Doctor Light? No, explain. Oh my god! <clears throat> so do you, you know who Doctor Light is, uh, right? Uh, it doesn't sound familiar. Uh, he's a Teen Titans villain. He's really a doofus. Is that the guy from? Because the only thing I could reference it to would be the 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 old cartoon that I that we watched growing up. Was he in there at all? Yeah, he was. He was the one like in the black spandex. Oh God, the goofy looking dude. Yeah. So okay. um, there was an origin story for why he became goofy. <laughs> oh, I'm um, waiting. Uh, it's because he raped the elongated oh man, God. Ralph Dibney's wife. <laughs> and so the Justice League uh, erased his memory so hard that it messed with his head. Everyone was okay with it, except for Batman, so they erased Batman's memory as well. I'm not okay with this. We shouldn't... Hey, you guys want to grab a bite to eat? I'm feeling kind of hungry. <laughs> like... <laughs> They fucking went hard for so, like, not cool things. <clears throat> they really did. Like, you know, and I don't know what it is with DC. Like, what is it with rape? It seems to be an ongoing thing with, like, the early 90s, late 80s. <clears throat> because, you know, it's something that, I don't know. Shock value. You know, yeah, sh- basically shock value. Saying, like, oh, look. Terrible, but shock value. Because to... There's very few things that are considered pure evil. Uh, and for anybody who's wondering, like, man, the episodes seem to be, like, kind of shorter in topic. Uh, you know, we're ta- I'm, I'm taking a lazy couple episodes, I'm putting it. You know, things that I kind of know more offhand. Uh, just taking a laid back so I can put research into some bigger topics that are going to be coming up. So I hope you're just enjoying the laid back uh, episodes as they're coming. Uh, but Anthony, I know you had uh, some times that the internet took control of polls. Why don't you oh, yeah. give us those? Oh, yeah, I thought, you know, with this theme going on of people fucking voting stupid and great, just people... Do you want Robin to live or die? Essentially. Hey, guys, we got the numbers in. Oh, is he going to live? I'm really hoping they're going to let him live. I have some great... Oh. Oh, they voted he has to die? Oh. Shit. (laughs) I mean... Well... (laughs) One of the, well, more popular known ones is Bodie McBoatface. Which is a uh, little underwater automated sub, so not even a boat. <laughs> and Britain, the government asked for a a name for it, and so the internet voted. Um, Bodie McBoatface. McBoatface. <laughs> I I think uh, there's another one out there good. that got this name, which was like for a a blau uh, a. Snowplow, like there's David Plowy, I think is one of them. Jesus Christ. And, he, and I know another one is Issy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Grit Spit Machiney. But those are just those. Let's uh, oh. got some more fun ones. Oh, please. In uh, 
Taylor Swift, she set up a contest to perform at a U.S. school that earned the most votes. Hey, guys, it's Taylor Swift. Y'all want to see my concert? All you got to do is vote. Now, Jared, think about... uh, Did they make her go to Penn State? No, it was actually a... uh, Boston Horace's Man School for the Deaf and Hard of Hearing. Um, which they didn't perform at, shockingly. Instead, she just donated $50,000 to the school and gave them that free is, tickets to her show. That is the best. <laughs> Internet, sometimes you just get it right. <laughs> um, I got one, another fun one, Pitbull. He oh, la- launched a Facebook poll in 2012 to... To have a concert at Walmart. At any Walmart in the world. So, uh, yeah, the internet got a hold of it. And you, can you, if you were the guest, any Walmart in the USA where Pitbull would be sent to by these lovely people? Oh, uh, let's see. He's Hispanic, so it ha- I'd have to assume it would be somewhere where that would be a no-no. Oh, God. No, there's a lot of racist places I could think that they try to send him. But, oh, well, just just tell me, where do they send him? Uh, Kodiak, Alaska. <laughs> and to his word, he went to Kodiak, Alaska, Walmart, the most remote, the most remote Walmart in the United States. <laughs> Yep. Um, Those are great. In 2011, <laughs> uh, Austin, Texas almost named this garbage dump Fred Durst. Because <laughs> his name racked up more than 27,000 votes. Oh, shit. And for those who don't know who Fred Durst is... Um, it's just one of those days where you don't want to wake up. Yeah, Limp Bizkit. My way, my way. Oh, here's a fun one. My way or the um, dumpster way. A, a tagged whale was named uh, Mr. Splashy Pants. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mountain Dew attempted to let the internet. Oh God. <laughs> give it a new fla- name is new flamer flavor. It's new flavor, Jesus. When, when they closed the poll, because they realized they were being fucked with, um, and they admitted they lost to the internet, um, the new flavor, beating out, you know, Sierra Mist and Soylent Green. Uh, oh, please. What was it? Hitler did nothing wrong. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. And there's more. You guys gotta look. Uh, you guys gotta look up these because people are fucking stupid. I love well, it. Well, you know, I have one that was a contest. Oh, crazy tell. Well, not. Well, I guess not really much of a contest, but it was more of like a fan thing that uh, 
takes a lot of, like, it takes a hardcore fan to do what this guy did. So, as some of you may know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm, uh, I'm a metalhead. Yeah, you're uh, a pretty there's... guy. What? Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> so, for Pantera's album, uh, A Vulgar Display of Power, it shows a guy getting punched in the face. And it's like a slow motion capture kind of picture. Fun fact for that album cover, in case you don't know, uh, that is a real person that got punched by the band. Uh, he was a huge fan who won a contest to be on the cover, and he took over 50 punches to the face to get that just right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jared, I have a serious question for you. Okay. I have two questions for you, Jared. Who would you say is your favorite metal band as of this as of this second? Like, oh God, it change, no matter when. But at the, at the current moment, who would you say is your favorite? Uh, I don't know if I could pick a favorite. <sighs> you don't pick. I'll yeah. pick one for you. Don't worry. I already know what one you'd pick. Uh, uh, you know, I'm just gonna go with the, the album that I've been listening to as of late. Uh, I'm gonna go with Tool because that new album I've been digging. Oh, good, Jared. Would you? Get punched in the face. Be on Tool's album over fifty times. Ooh. Okay, let me put this into perspective. If this, if this were back in the nineties, and they were in the early nineties, if I had been born and old enough, I would have taken that. I would have. I would have done what that guy did. I would have done it. <laughs> like you are forever immortalized on that cover. Oh yeah, and. Regardless of the broken you... jaw you might have received, you are immortalized. Yeah. And uh, not to mention, you picked Tool, the band who releases like one album every 15 years. Hey, you know, they're just, they're busy people. They're busy people. Well, mo- yeah. mostly Maynard's a really busy guy. He runs like two other bands and a wine vineyard. So, I mean. You know, I give him more shit if not for the fact that when they released their newest album, it topped the chart. Oh, God, yeah. Because Tool, man. You Tool's a very Tool. unique band. Like I, the the one thing about Tool is like when Maynard writes lyrics for Tool, he doesn't write anything until they completely finish every track instrumentally, and then he sits and listens to every song and thinks of how he wants that song to go, and then he writes lyrics after he's listened to it a few times. And that's why it all blends together so well the way it does. Yeah, like you the craziest thing about Tool is, like, they used to not let you listen to their stuff online because you're supposed to listen to everything at once. Yeah, yeah, that's why they don't do uh, single release stuff. Makes sense. Makes sense. It Makes does. Sense. It does. Um, <clears throat> but that's our that's our stuff for you guys. Uh, don't forget to check out the patreon.com slash oddcast. Uh, we also got the Oddcast Network on Facebook at Oddcast and on the Twitters, the Odd Jokey Pants over on the Instagrams. And uh, don't forget to check out the Infocast Five Thousand. Uh, those are a cool couple guys. Uh, we really we're we're huge we're fans of those guys. Like oh, I, yeah. you know, it's not something where we're like promoting it. Just like hey guys, check out this other pat. Like no, we are big fans. Uh, we've had them on Fireside Chats, uh, and we're yeah. planning on having them back here soon. And I like the concept of the of the fucking. Uh... Other podcasts, the history behind everyday items. It's you, it you know, it's unique, and especially because the shit that they talk about is stuff that you just you never even crosses your mind. Of, I wonder how that was made, but they give it to you. Yeah. They give it to you. 
Yeah, in their pilot, they they explain how fucking um, how stoplights work, like modern day stoplights, which you know I never thought about. And then they t- said something, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I wanted to know that. I'm not gonna spoil it. You guys gotta listen for yourselves. Oh man, I got to. I got. I I'm so behind on stuff like that. Because <clears throat> unlike somebody without work, uh, my day job is at a grocery store, so I'm busy nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the option of working from home, and uh, so I, I'm just burning my ass off a lot. Uh, but anyway, guys, uh, we hope we'll catch you. Ne- uh, we hope we'll catch you Thursday for our chat, and we hope we catch you next Monday for our next episode. Keep tuned on the social medias for hints of what's gonna be going on. Uh, and you can always email us at oddcastmedia@gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts, any anything you might want to hear as a topic, anything you might want to let us know. Let us know there. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, stay safe. Uh, dear God, just stay safe. I can't iterate that enough because it is it is an unprecedented time uh, in our practice, recent history. Yeah, practice social distancing. If you, if you feel sick and you can't afford to be tested because politics, not getting into it, um, just stay home. If you think you have illnesses, don't go out. Uh, don't do anything. And if you do feel yourself getting sick... Uh, they, uh, you know, check to see if there's drive-through clinics. Uh, they're opening new ones every day now. They're opening up drive-through ways of people to get tested so that they can just see how bad this is getting. Uh, I mean, you know, Michigan just went into a lockdown like California because with all the open testing that they're doing, yeah. uh, skyrocketed quite a bit when they realized how many people actually have it. Oh yeah, I think it jumped from so, like in the two hundreds to the thousands. Yes, it did. And in just a day of the open testing, they went from 200-some cases to over 1,000 cases uh, when they realized that it is much worse than they thought. Uh, so, yeah, and uh, and just to have everyone know, like, you know, I know, don't panic, uh, but it is going to get much worse before it can get better. So, you know, yeah. just be prepared, stay calm, and keep listening to us. We'll keep you, yeah. uh, we'll keep you entertained. You know, your life might be full of chaos, but one thing that you can always do is listen to some podcasts. We'll be here. We're here with you. We're humans. Hello, I'm Mayor. Okay, anyway, bye, guys. <laughs> bye. Hey, guys, I just want to let you know that if you enjoyed the episode here, uh, you can always go over to patreon.com slash oddcast, and you can find other things over there that we're doing. Uh, also, go check out all of our podcasts. What an Oddcast, uh, CLT Sandwich, Fireside Chats. You can find them all on your favorite podcast platform. And check out that Patreon to help support us and everything that we want to do. But until next time, you all take care, stay odd, 